You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. Before we get into today's episode, here's a quick shout out to our sponsor. Printful prints custom products on demand for online stores and ships each order to their customers around the world. Their mission is to help people follow their passion and turn ideas into brands and products. Printful works with the most popular e-commerce platforms and marketplaces. So connect your store, choose from their catalog of over 250 products, upload your designs, and they'll automatically fulfill your orders on demand. No monthly costs, you only pay when you get an order. Today is a huge day. I have Dara Denny on the show. If you don't know her, you gotta head over to YouTube right now and search Dara Denny. And yes, we'll link in the show notes. So she's the former co-founder of a brand that crashed and burned. And we'll talk about that. She just quoted me on that earlier. But since then, she's actually built an incredible name for herself in the paid marketing world. I'm a huge fan of her content and how she breaks things down. And I've really wanted to bring her onto the show for a while to help think about, you know, if you were a brand that had grown to some meaningful scale, but haven't really dipped your toe into paid social ads yet, how would you think about it and how would you get started? So welcome, Dara. Awesome to have you on the show. Awesome. I'm so pumped to be here. Thank you for having me on. Cool. So yeah, let's do a quick intro on on you and, and your background. Yeah. So I'm actually a humanitarian turned marketer. I began my career working out in West Africa, India, and Egypt, mostly working for NGOs. And it was actually in Egypt that I had this total change of heart and decided, you know what, I want to be a journalist. I want to tell stories that matter. So I walked into the biggest English speaking news outlet in Cairo at the time. And I talked to their CEO. I was like, put me in coach. Like, I'm so ready for this career change. She took one look at me and said, you know what, you're going to work for a social media agency. So (laughs) me like coming into this field was totally like serendipitous. But when I was in Cairo, I worked mostly on the organic social side, working for creative teams and productive teams. And I did that for about a year. And after that, I came back to New York, co-founded and crashed my own e-commerce company, which is where I actually learned paid social. So I got my start doing paid social um, for my own company. And since then... What were you selling? So we were NYC train sign. We were selling LED mock-ups of the um, New York City subway signs. Oh, um, it is no longer. It is, And it was a wild, wild ride. But yeah, I mean, we only lasted like, God, nine months. We like got to 500K in revenue and then wow. completely crashed and burned. Aye. So it's like the classic story of all the things you're not supposed to do for a startup. That's like pretty much what we did. So, but since then I've been consulting, working in-house. And then I spent the last three to four years agency side in the paid social world. So all things Facebook, Snapchat and TikTok ads. Amazing. And it sounds like you've really managed some large budgets and overall helped clients spend a ton of money. Like maybe you can just share a little bit about some of the the scale that you've worked at. Yeah. So I think in my career, I've spent about $75 million total across these platforms. And right now I primarily work with companies that are spending anywhere from 100,000 per month to 1.5 mil per month. Wow. Incredible. So yeah, I mean, we work like through the through Privy and the podcast. We have a lot of listeners. They're smaller brands, and believe it or not, they've never spent money on paid, or they have. They did it themselves. It sucked. They didn't know what they were doing. Right. 
and they've kind of leaned on community or content or organic social email, et cetera, right, to get to some meaningful revenue number. So I thought it'd be fun to like really focus in for those folks who maybe have some scar tissue around paid, but help us understand, like if you, Dara, were starting a new store, how would you think about starting with paid social? Yeah, absolutely. And this is actually super fun for me to think about again, because God, if I knew even a fraction of what I knew now when I first started my own company and followed these three steps, I feel like I would have been in a way better position to create a sustainable brand. So yeah, I'm going to break this down into three steps and I'm going to give a quick overview and then dive into each of the three steps. So number one, the big obvious question, got to figure out your budget. Number two is research your competition with the end goal of figuring out which creatives you're going to run. And then number three is finally having the right structure on your ads account. So I'm going to go back to figuring out your budget. And I'm actually going to give you two different ways to figure out your budget because there is a Facebook suggested way. And then there's a less strict suggestion that I would have for business owners. So the Facebook suggested way of figuring out what kind of budget you should run on Facebook ads is that you need 50 conversions per week to exit the learning phase. And by conversions, if you are going after those purchases, if you're going after ROAS or return on ad spend, that's going to be purchase conversion. So in theory, this 50 purchases per month will give you optimal performance on your Facebook ads. So say you have a $100 product and it costs you $50 to acquire that customer on Facebook ads, 50 times 50 is $2,500 per week, which nets out to 10K per month. So that is what Facebook would suggest as your um, optimal budget. But this I know is not really realistic for many businesses. And my suggestion is that, you know, you actually can get by with a little bit less, but you have to ask yourself very honestly what you can afford. And you're also going to have to figure out how much you want it to cost to acquire a customer on Facebook ads or your cost per purchase. You'll have to come up with that goal. And I always tell people that are brand new to the space, you know, aim to break even on your ad spend. So have a return on ad spend of one. And ultimately, I would suggest an absolute minimum of 2K to 5K per month for those who want to test out the platform. But this is going to vary based on your AOV or average order value. So if you have a higher AOV, there's going to be a much higher barrier to purchase. You're going to need more education, more touch points, and ultimately more budget. But it's also going to vary based on your current revenue sources. So if you have really strong social media and organic search and you're getting tracked revenue from those sources, you might be able to get by with spending less. So um, it's definitely not one size fits all. So there's a lot to consider there. Yeah. So but basically it's like, you know, your recommendation is you should really expect two to five thousand at least per month over a couple months to give it a fair shot. Like three, four months, would you say? I would say bare minimum, like three months. And a lot of this is like going to just account for different ebbs and flows in the platform due to different holidays. So like, I would not recommend someone starting this off in like October and Q4 when we have Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that would be a nightmare. (laughs) Your cost would be super high. But really just, you know, you do have to test a lot with these platforms to figure out what's ultimately going to be working best for you. Yeah. And just before you flip from the budget side, like you mentioned a a ROAS or return of ad spend of 1x. Mm -hmm. That really is just like, hey, when you're learning and you're in exploratory mode, like 
you should be looking to break even, but not necessarily like trying to optimize on the return on investment yet. Is that right? Not yet, because really the the first few months are just proving out like a proof of concept and like making sure that this ad platform is right for you. I, I know some advertisers will say it's right for everyone because everyone's on Facebook, but I think that some businesses are just inherently going to struggle more. And you have to really decide, you know, do you want to invest in that struggle at the point of where you are in your business? I can't answer that. Only you can answer that. So there's just a lot of considerations there. Awesome. Cool. So yeah, let's jump into number two, researching competition. Yeah. So number two is researching your competition with, of course, the end goal of figuring out what creatives you're going to run. This is something that's changed recently in um, paid social platforms is that creative is now the biggest lever that we can pull. It's no longer as important to test um, audience after audience inside these platforms. And we're really finding that if you can nail the creative we're actually using that in a way to target our best customers by using fully broad audiences. So I can't really stress the importance of creative enough. And when you're just getting started, before you build out any single campaign or ad in the platform, take a look at Facebook ads library to see what kind of creative your, your competitors are running. And these can be you know, direct or aspirational competitors. You can see any business that is running ads on Facebook, you can take a look at what ads they're running in Facebook ads library. So they just let you search for any brand in the ads library? Yeah, yeah. I'm literally on this every single day. And you can go to it at facebook.com slash ads slash library. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah, I'm literally checking out my client's competitor ads almost every single day, as well as just like a few of my favorites. Like if you work in e-com, Magic Spoon's a great one to look at. Olipop's another great one to look at. So those are the brands that I'm checking out like almost every week. In terms of like the performance that they share in there, what are they showing you? Clicks and click-throughs? So they are not showing any type of performance metrics, but I do have a small hack for that is if you want to see what ads are performing best inside of Facebook ads library, take note of what's been running the longest, Mm. because that probably means that it's been performing the best. So if you're taking a look at, you know, one of your competitors ads and you see, oh, they've been running this like UGC style ad for six months. And that's probably a sign that you should start off with using some UGC style of ad for your own business. And really here, you're going to want to start off with anywhere from three to six ad creatives to start testing right out of the gate. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome to hear you kind of push to focus on the creative side. Mm -hmm. I think over, you know, I don't know, the last five years, right? Like, I remember seeing in the Twittersphere, whatever, like a lot (laughs) of people talking about hyper-targeting, right? And getting like super specific. But I have also been seeing like lately, it's it's about going broad, not getting super specific and, and focusing on the creative. So so creative, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll get to that in terms of structure is kind of how you think about the third part, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the third part and really the third step is just ironing out your structure beforehand. And I got to tell you, even as someone who's been doing this for a while, works with brands that spend a million per month on ads, do not complicate this. Simply all you need to do when you're starting off is have two or three campaigns, but just make sure they're divided between prospecting and retargeting. Now, prospecting, this is going to be your cold audiences, your top of funnel traffic, people who've never heard of you. 
and your retargeting traffic, those are going to be your warm audiences. So people who've maybe engaged with your brand before on social media, so you can target social engagers, and you can also target website visitors or even your email list. But I'm going to go back to prospecting for a second. I really think of prospecting as like the main reason why people are on Facebook ads and really where the bulk of your budget and your concentration will be. Because if you can really nail your customer acquisition and getting purchases out of cold traffic, then you can really have a profitable scaling journey with this platform. And really the kind of audiences that you can target on prospecting are going to be one of three types. You can either do completely broad. So this involves zero targeting. Um, You can have some guardrails up for gender or even age, but pretty much you're targeting everyone on Facebook. And this has actually been the best performing audience for me over the last few months because I'm working with brands that have invested a lot in their creative And the mindset there is we are allowing the creative to target our customers. And this is infinitely scalable, too, because we've done all of our creative testing on these broad audiences. So we know they have a broad appeal. The other two types of audiences that you'll be using in prospecting are interest targeting and then the lookalikes. Nice. So, I mean, as long as you are organizing your campaign structure to have a prospecting campaign a retargeting campaign. And then if you want to invest more in your creative testing, which I I would highly suggest that you do, then you would also have a creative testing campaign that is targeting just broad audiences. But inside of your core prospecting campaign, that's where you would test your interest targeting, your lookalikes, see where you're going to get the best traction out of there. Yeah. I mean, I think like just for me personally, to hear you who works with brands that have you know, million dollar plus budgets, talking about keeping it simple, keeping it to, to three campaigns of prospecting or retargeting and, you know, maybe a creative test. Like it actually feels more approachable to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for some of my clients where we're spending 500K per month, we have three campaigns. Wow. That's it. Wow. And I see a lot of people like really overcomplicate it and the marginal difference on return it's not worth it yeah. because really what they should be concentrating on is the creative. I've just, I'm seeing much better returns out of really thinking a lot more constructively of hmm, what's a better hook rate for my audience. What's a better way to explain the value props than I am. Oh, I need to test like these five interest audiences and these five lookalike audiences. It's definitely, I feel like almost a return back to like billboard advertising, Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, it's an exciting time because I think it like Facebook ads is becoming inherently more creative based. And since I have a background in creative, it just like makes me really excited for the future of the platforms. Yeah. And, and so when you say creative though, like, are you talking about carousels of your products? Are you talking about video? Like what does creative really mean to you? Yeah. So, I mean, there are a number of different types of ads that you can use. You can use um, dynamic product ads or like what we call in the industry DPA. And those are based on a catalog sales objective campaign, which is literally pulling images, mostly based of product image on a white background of your products directly from a catalog that you've hooked up via Shopify you could use those. And then additionally, if you want to focus more on creative-based ads, you could look at images, slideshows, videos. And really, it's interesting. I feel like the last year or so, there's been a massive emphasis on video. You have to have video. And 
I still think that that's true in many aspects, but I've been seeing a lot of traction lately coming out of images and coming out of DPAs, even for prospecting, which is really exciting. I feel like a past conception I had of product catalogs and dynamic product ads is that they were only for retargeting, but I'm actually hmm. seeing quite a bit of success out of those in prospecting as well. Interesting. So that, that just shows you the importance of testing everything. I mean, I work with clients every single day and I also, you know, do a little bit of coaching on the side for media buyers who want to learn more about the craft and nine times out of 10, when they're like, Hey, should I do this thing? I'm like, you just got to test it, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you're not going to know the answer. But just get it out there and see what happens. Yeah. So just on that front, like with testing and measurement, we talked about return on ad spend or ROAS, mm-hmm. a term that gets thrown around a lot. Like, are there healthy benchmarks that, you know, after you've proven this for your business, like someone should be striving for? Or? Yeah, I mean, the healthy benchmarks are definitely going to be dependent on like your actual business, your margins, your cogs, and like just figuring out a way to get incremental progress towards being profitable. It definitely doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And this is actually a big reason why I recently shift agencies to thesis where I'm currently at. We really believe in small incremental processes. We generally don't take massive big swings on creatives or on landing pages. And it's really all about looking at the data, looking at what this week's test said and doing an incremental test from that. Facebook ads, I, I think the one of the worst things that I've heard from multiple people is, I just want Facebook ads to be a cash machine where you put $1 in and you get $3 (laughs) out. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that. And I mean, this platform is way more complex than that because you're dealing with people at the end of the day. You're dealing with people on the other side of their mobile devices, on the other side of their computer screens, which is, again, why that creative is becoming more and more important because you have to really learn to communicate with those people and figure out what makes them tick. Oh, yeah, this is amazing, Dara. I mean, I think... You know, for so many that are kind of nervous to get into it or been, you know, burned a little bit in the past, I think, you know, just to recap, figuring out what your budget is, Dara's recommending, you know, minimum 2500 to, mm-hmm. to 5000 for a couple months to give it a real shot. Um, researching competition. I love the Facebook ads library. It's such a good resource. I, I think could be really fun just to play around with that, even if you aren't ready to start spending and then structuring around prospecting, retargeting in a, in a creative test. That's really, really good. And I think for anyone who's just getting started, like that hopefully gives you a little bit of confidence on where to go from here. Yeah, absolutely. And as a part of like my own content production, like I'm so, so passionate about teaching people these platforms. And it's the big reason why I started my YouTube channel, because I was exactly like you just like a few years ago, like someone who was like a founder at a business, had no idea what I was doing and was frankly expected to just make the money happen. And (laughs) like, that's who I create content for. And I actually build out several different campaign structures as a part of like my series so that people can actually see, oh, this is how I would actually approach building out a budget of 10K, of 3,000K, of like 3,000, of 50K. I'm working on one for the next few weeks to show everyone how I would build one out for a million dollars, just so that people can have like a frame of reference because there's no reason why this should be like top secret. Yeah. I think that's, that's exactly why I wanted to bring you on. We're definitely going to link to Dara's YouTube. Definitely check it out. She does a great job breaking everything down and uh, Dara just really appreciate you coming on to walk us through this today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. 